0: You are entering a zone where religion is banished. Talk of Jesus, theories, scripture, and the esoteric is the forefront. Can you handle it? Hello, everyone. Looks like everything's going good. Alright, cool. You always gotta do those double checks. <laughs> I'm your host, the Gothic Mystic, and we are going through, uh, John 20. Dissecting scripture a bit here. It's been a while since I'd done this show. Um, just had a lot of stuff going on, and I realized, oh, wait, I haven't actually, I haven't actually gone through, you know, a, a done a Bible study on on the channel in a while, I'm like, you know what, I need to do that, I need to go and finish up John, so I'm actually open to thoughts and suggestions of what book I should dissect, go through, kind of as much as possible, because you know, we're all learning, so there's no way that I can get every single thing out, it's just, it's kind of based on my knowledge and understanding, but of course, having viewers like y'all tune in and throw comments in there helps out greatly so again i appreciate everyone for joining me don't forget to like subscribe shot sh- share whether it's on facebook or youtube and uh, thank you for all, all the patrons for those who do support this if you are interested in supporting head over to patreon.com slash the gothic mystic you will find an assortment of different tiers of how to you know, and different ways of promoting and helping, uh, helping just get this thing out. Um, also, don't forget to check out the website. I'm doing, I'm working on it. It's been, I've been having some difficulties with this. I'm trying to figure out what, how best to go with, uh, th- th- with it next. Uh, www.thegothicmist.com. You'll on there you'll find information on me, how to get in contact with me, other than Facebook and YouTube, and uh, services I provide, just like the Dream Interpretation, which we'll actually, I will actually, I'll have, I'll be having a Patreon of mine on the podcast on Invisible Realms, I think it's on Tuesday, I believe, and so uh, we'll, we'll be talking a couple of different things, including dreams and their interpretations, so I'm definitely looking forward to that. So, let's go ahead and get started, I hear someone messaging me, let me check on that real quick. Who is messaging me? Okay, that makes sense. Alright, let me bring this stuff up here. How am I gonna do this? I did not think everything through this time. <laughs> All right. There we go. I need apparently for for doing this research. I need a third screen. <laughs> Two is not enough. Oh well, I will make do. It all right. There we go. All right. So everyone, pull up John twenty. My preferred. Translation, interpretation, whatever you want to call it, is the NASB, so I usually use that. You can use whatever you want, it doesn't matter to me at all. Alright, so. Uh, double check, okay. Uh, let's do this. Oh, bring that back. Where? Did, okay. Yay. Alright, and I will have you all read with me here, shall we? I think so too. Alright, now on the first day. Now on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene came came to the tomb early, while it was dark, and she saw the stone already removed from the tomb. I'm going to go a little bit further before, before I comment here. So she ran and came to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken the Lord from the tomb. And we do we do not know where they have put him so Peter and the other disciple left and they went and they went to go to the tomb basically so let me stop right there real quick okay so this is something that I have kind of always been intrigued by and I don't know why why we've always done this but it's I know it's I know it's um, tradition, and uh, maybe the Catholic Church changed it a long time ago. I don't remember. But, Jesus resurrected on the first day of the week. Many times, we automatically believe that that was Saturday, which is not correct. Because, uh, how, how do I say this? Okay, so, going to Enoch, and first day of the week is technically Sunday so Sunday Monday Tuesday so on and so on the last day is Saturday and Saturday is technically the Sabbath now I'm going to throw a little bit of a wrench into plants here because I think it was an Enoch that we find it was either Enoch or Jubilees I think it was Enoch though that we find out that it was prophesied that eventually if the Jews gave up the calendar and switched to a different calendar, there would be no way of knowing what day of the week it actually is, and what happened, they gave up the calendar for a long period of time, you know, and the majority of the world is on the Gregorian calendar, um, and you know, the Jews are on their Jewish, the Enochian calendar. If there is another calendar that people go, that some countries go by, enlighten me, I have no idea. But this is just according to my understanding. And that's also kind kind of the reason why in the Bible, like, no man knows the day or hour, just because literally we don't even know for sure if it's Tuesday or not. It could be Friday. You get the idea. So, Back to here. Jesus was resurrected on the first day of the week, which was Sunday. And not to the Sabbath, due to the Sabbath being Saturday. Even And even then, Mark 16 speaks on a few of the disciples going to the tomb early in the morning and talking about who was going to move the stone, and then finding out that the stone had already been opened. I think we were just about to hit that. So, yeah. It also speaks about the stone being very large. This points to that that not just one or two people is able to, you know, able to move it. That's not true. According to the blueletterbible.org, uh, I think it's under the S- Mark 16, so let me see if I can find that real quick. Uh, Gateway, nope. Uh, I see a blue letter Bible. Blue letter Bible. Mark 16. Come okay, on, work with me here. Let's see here, switch over there. Roll away. Okay, so it probably be right here. So gives all that information. Where was that? I don't remember exactly what verse it was. But I do know that whenever I was researching, I did come across Where it was talking about... How... It was so large... That... They need like 20 people... To move it... Oh well... I'm not going to bore y'all with... uh, Trying to... Trying to search through that... But yeah... It was was so large... That like 20 people... Had to... Had to... Be used just to move it... It was... That large and so... And it even mentions that the one... Okay, so... The comments I found... Said that 20 men were needed in order to move the the stones for smaller tombs. And... What we're about to go over... It actually mentions that... The stone that was used for Jesus's tomb was very large, so twenty for a small one. For a very large, it could easily be a hundred. And so I'm going to continue. Bef- I'm going to continue reading a little bit before we I mention anything more because it's it's quite interesting here. All right, so switch back over. All right, so let's resume with. Verse 3, so Peter and the other disciple left and they were going to the tomb. They were running together and the other disciple ran ahead faster than Peter and came to the tomb first. He stooped in, he stooped and looked in and saw the linen wrappings lying there. However, he did not go in. So Simon Peter also came in following him. And he entered the tomb and looked at the linen wrappings lying there. The face cloth, which had which he, which had been on his head, was not lying where they were before. They were kind of folded in a place by itself. So the other disciple who came first to the tomb also entered, and he and he saw and believed. Keep uh, take a mental note of that right there. For they did not yet understand the scripture, that he must rise from the dead. So the disciples went away again to their own homes. Alright, so we'll continue on a little bit further here. But Mary was standing outside the tomb, weeping. So as we, So as she wept, she stooped to look into the tomb, and she saw two angels in white clothing, one at the head and one at the feet, where the body of Jesus had been lying. And they said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? I wasn't sleeping. <laughs> weeping. She said to them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they put him. When she said this, she turned around and saw Jesus lying there, and yet she did not know that it was Jesus. Okay. So that right there is a big thing, especially for us. This is because. Let me backtrack a little bit. Sorry, keep you keep you all in suspense a little bit. Okay, so some translations even mention that when it comes to the 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 stone, some mention rolled. I've even heard of flipped. So, knowing what we spoke about before, about how large a stone was, and how much strength it needed just to be able to get moved. Imagine if this thing was not rolled as in, like, a normal ball rolling. Yes, I know this is not a ball. I don't have a ball with me. Y'all get the idea. But instead of it being rolled, it was flipped. So that right there also shows that it was supernatural. That it was, you know, it was supernatural that the stone was removed in general. All right. So 14. Let me rehash that real quick. 14. When she saw, when she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there. And yet she did not know that this was Jesus. Okay. So Jesus was clearly in his glorified state at this point. And she did not recognize him. That is a major thing. Because since Jesus was in his glorified state at that point. And what's not really taught and not understood is that he was in the state that Adam and Eve were before their fall So Jesus you know of course he was born into the into our current state that we are in right now that was in order for him to live a life and you know in our state of how we deal with things so that he, so that he could show us, how to live, and that it was possible. Yada yada. Excuse me. So Jesus came to our state, lived, died, was was then resurrected into our into uh, the glorified state, which we will be in, and which Adam and Eve was in. And since we already know that Jesus came to show us how show us how to live, and basically to restore us back to our original state, Adam and Eve, the state that he's in, the glorified state, is the state that we that we will be in. And so, since Mary did not even notice or did not recognize him in his glorified state, I, I would definitely say that uh, people won't even recognize us in our glorified state hey christy hey, um, hope y'all are having a good time alright so let me catch up on a couple comments here religions still have disagreements on which celestial beings rules the earth we, we got people who worship satan or or saturn is what i meant but then again that's one thing with astrology that many times or saturn or saturday and people worship the sun or Sunday, sunship. yeah. Yeah. If people do research, they will know why Saturday and Sunday are key religious days. Most people are, are unaware of it. True. Return of the sun. Yeah. Yeah, and it and that that alone just takes a lot of research too. I almost went so you got to know where you're looking in a way, but all that is very true. right so where did I go there we go Uh, bring that back up here okay all right so we stopped at okay we stopped at 15 so let us resume at 15 shall we that's when you open up a wrong application your computer okay 15 Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? Thinking he was the gardener, Jesus." Or she said to him, Sir, if you have carried away, him away, tell me where you put him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Hebrew, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Stop clinging to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father and my God and your God. Mary Magdalene came and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord and that he has said these these things to her. So she basically passed along the message. Alright, so continuing a bit. Now when it was evening on that day the first day of the week and when the doors were were shut where the disciples were to, were together due to the fear of the Jews or Pharisees Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them Peace be to you and when he said that, and when he had said this he showed them both of his hands and his side. The disciples then rejoiced when they saw the Lord. So Jesus said to to them again, Peace be to you, Jesus, or just as the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of, of any, their sins will have been forgiven. If you retain the sins of any, they have been retained. Okay. So, that kind of opened up a nutshell, but I don't plan on going too far because I don't fully understand it, but, you know, again, we're all learning. Alright. So, peace be to you. This is obviously what Jesus said. We just read it. Jesus said this due to him being mean in his glorified form and how people get scared when an angel appears to them. Historically in the Bible, people are always terrified or scared when an angel appears to them. It's clear in you know, how how many times in the word like each time an angel is, you know, appears to someone, they get scared. Let's. All right, let's do this. Bible Gateway. Let's go look at a certain verse here. Luke, twenty four thirty seven. Again, Luke twenty four thirty seven, and they were startled and frightened, and they, and they were and thought they were looking at a spirit. So it kind of makes you wonder what the glorified state actually looks like. All the people who claim to see spirits, ghosts, whatever, kind of makes you wonder if that is what the glorified state looks like or something like that. You also gotta think of all the people who have seen Angels, and I mean like the massive angels, you know, eyes all over the place and stuff like Ezekiel, whatever, because, you know, that's, that's one of those divine beings. And many times when the angels come down, they actually take our form so they, so they don't scare the hell out of us. (laughs) It's the, the contemporary image of an angel that we've made up is not necessarily true. I've heard stories of people, you know, seeing angels were coming, cro- coming across angels that were like 12 feet tall. They were like massive, you know, like so I've heard stories of people finding themselves in trouble because, you know, like with, without really intention because, you know, they're out and about and, you know, they were about getting mugged and suddenly <laughs> the, the robbers, Saw like these two massive people behind them and they just ran. So it's, I think that many times, especially you know with the Genesis six thing, these divine beings, angels, whatever you want to call them, you know, there's hundreds of thousands of divine beings out there. Again, Father is the ultimate creator. He had, he's the original with the, with the imagination. To say that. Something can exist is putting a limitation on our unlimited father. (laughs) So it's. I just find this stuff hilarious. That's all. And just very. Very intriguing. All right. So let's continue. All right. Okay. So 22. He breathed on them. Received the Holy Spirit. Little known fact. The disciples did not receive the Holy Spirit in Acts. They received the Holy Spirit right here. They were filled with power by the Holy Spirit in Acts. Yeah, I, I had <laughs> a thought, it just went bye bye. So, but yeah, they received the Holy Spirit in uh, at this verse. But it wasn't until the. Acts 2 thing is whenever the they're all hit with the power of Holy Spirit all at once alright that was 22 that's 23 okay so 23 if you forgive the sins of any their sins have been forgiven if you retain the sins of any they have been retained So, let's go to Luke 5, 20-24. 20, there it is. Okay. Luke 5, 20-24. And seeing their faith, he said, Friend, your sins are forgiven you. The scribes and Pharisees began thinking of the implications, saying, Who is this man who speaks blasphemies. Who can forgive sins except God alone? But Jesus, aware of their thoughts, he read their minds, responded and said to them, Why are you thinking this way in your hearts? Which which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven you, or or to say, get up and walk. But so that you know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, he said to the man who was paralyzed, I say to you, get up, pick up your st- your stretcher, and go home. So Jesus originally... Keep on opening that accidentally. So Jesus originally said it to mess with them, but also to teach them a lesson. Pharisees thought Jesus was speaking blasphemies because they only believed God could forgive sins they failed to understand though that Jesus was given all authority and so what did Jesus do he was given all authority but then he has given us authority on earth and so thus we have the power to forgive sins or retain them alright let's go back to 24 24 so that right there is something to think on like yes you know Jesus has authority over everything on earth but then he has given us the authority you know, of course the governmental thing and that's a whole different that's a whole different ballgame right there definitely not going to go into that because I mean, that's that's a lot alright so let's do desktop and continue with I think it's 24 but Thomas, one of the twelve, who was called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples were saying to him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see his hands, the imprint of the nails, and put my finger in the place of the nails, and put my, finger into, put my hand into his side, I will not believe. Eight days later, Jesus, or eight days later, his disciples were again inside and Thomas was with them Jesus came Jesus came the doors ha- having been shut and stood in their midst and said peace be to you and then he said to Thomas place your finger here and see my hands and take your hand and put it into my side do not do not continue in disbelief but be a believer Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Because you have seen me, have you now believed? Blessed are they who do not see, yet believed. Okay, so that's a little bit. I can, I've actually kind of split that up a little bit because I can see good and bad with that. First off, Jesus, for the second time, Jesus came when the doors were shut, he walked the doors. He walked through the walls. You know he's supernatural. He he lived this supernatural life. You know, he lived and broke the laws of physics on a regular basis. Who's saying that he, who's saying that he can't walk through the walk through the wall? <laughs> All right. Okay. So with Thomas, he is commonly known as uh, Downing Thomas. But I think he gets a bad rap. See, I see Thomas in two different ways. and So, first, he is cautious, but also hesitates on faith because of his precaution. He was cautious since Jesus had already told them that others would come claiming to be Christ, and he did not want to fall for that who would, you know, like, you're the first, basically the first generation to have walked with Christ, and so he didn't want to be the first to fall for some random person that's claiming to be Christ within days of Jesus dying. But I can see him being cautious for the other disciples, though, too. But at the same time, He was unbelieving because they didn't understand the scriptures like we had mentioned before. That Jesus had to die and be resurrected. Again, we went over that just a few verses ago. He was good on the part of being cautious. But the lack of understanding is what caused Jesus to correct Thomas. And I I honestly believe that a lot of people don't catch that. They don't they don't see that that portion of things but that's kind of how i see it honestly all right so let's open one all right all right so 30 So then, many other signs Jesus also performed in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book, but these have been written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that may, and that by believing, you may have life in his name. Okay, so let's go over a couple things here. 30 and 31. This verse is very important, in my opinion. We must, we 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 must remember that the four books of the of the gospel that we have, the first four books of the New Testament, they are the gospel of Jesus' works and actions. And for the three three and a half years that he was on earth, we only have a small synopsis. You know, it's basically a summary. Of everything that he did, uh, yes, it had. You know, all four of them put together, they have a they have a purpose, and every four of them separately has their has its individual purpose. But at the same time, what help if I can actually clear them. Okay, but at the same time, verse thirty specifically states. That there are many things that Jesus did. In the presence of his disciples. That were not written down. I honestly believe that we remove. Many possibilities. If not all possibilities. Of what Jesus may or may not have done. Simply because. It doesn't match up with our paradigm. Or how we. We've been traditionally taught. We got to get outside that box people and that's honestly in my opinion that's what's really killing that's what's really killing the church right now that you know we only we see the stuff in the four books and we say if if we don't read what jesus did if you know according to these books if jesus didn't do something he didn't do it that's like saying if, if I wrote a book a uh, 200 page book of a summary of things that I did but I didn't include everything and someone who was studying me 200 years later and he's saying if, if it, didn't, it doesn't say what he, that Josh did this in this book it didn't happen But I could have done it, I just didn't include it. So we gotta remember that we gotta get outside the box. We gotta have faith. The Bible is literally the basic information meant to get us through this life. And to take things by the letter is what's is what kills. You know, Jesus and Paulo said that. We gotta get outside this box. And again, it's very difficult for us, for the church. And that's one of the things that me and a lot of people are trying to break. Tomorrow we will be going through 21. Not tomorrow. Did I really say tomorrow? (laughs) I did not mean tomorrow. Um, maybe next week, maybe next month. I'm not sure. I'm trying to figure out uh, how frequently I'm going to be doing this, but but I appreciate everyone who is watching, and for those who are listening afterwards, I appreciate you downloading and listening to this. Don't again, don't forget to like, share, subscribe this thing out. Subs- subscribe to the YouTube channel and also to the Facebook page. And if you're interested in supporting this project, this ministry, head over to patreon.com slash thegothmystic. Many different tiers on there depending on how how involved you want to be. And the website is there for everyone to check out. www.thegothmystic.com Info, services, dream interpretation. Check it out. Even the podcast is there. If, if you don't know If you don't know where to find it, if you're listening, if you came across this thing on accident and you don't really know where to find it, go to the website, download it from there. But I enjoyed it, y'all. And uh, until next time, I'm not sure, uh, might have something going on tomorrow. I'm not sure. If not, I'll see y'all on Sunday. And I hope everyone uh, has a good rest of the week. Everyone take care. (music) Oh, <music>
1: 18 plus.